We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We get ready to transition. Hopefully, we we were trying to effort to get Keith Jenkins. That's Mr. Keith Jenkins on Twitter. He covers Cincinnati Bearcats football and basketball. We were hoping to get him on for a couple of minutes. He's out and about chasing some news that broke this morning. He said if he had time, he will ho- would holler at us from his car driving through. We just want to ask him a couple of questions about Gino G. And we want to talk about the culture, how things are going to be different offensively. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I think it's safe to say that we feel like overall it's going to be a different culture. In my opinion, a more teachable 
culture. And just to talk about that, we're going to give you a preview courtesy of Cincinnati Bearcat football media. You know, just what it's like to spend some time with Gino Gadouli on a practice field right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. That's right. You ever play in QB? You ever play in QB? Little League? Where'd he go? We're a little thin over here today, Wiley. What's up, coach? I'm great, you? Good to see you. How are you? You look like a million bucks. I'm doing good. Lenny played some QB. <laughs> it's the old ball coach right there. Nate, you ever play any QB? Eighth grade. So you got a history of QB. What if the last group of the threes, we put a red jersey on Kobe Bryant and let him go out there and run the three offense? Just to spice, spice it up a little bit. I'm gonna tell Dalvin, go get a red seven. Yeah? So you've never completed a pass. Can't really count as quarterback if you haven't completed a pass. It's going down. Last period, threes, you got them. The red seven's on its way out here right now. I'll show it to you. <laughs> oh, good ball. Like it. <laughs> uh. Oh! Oh! Good shot. Let's go. Next play. That was the pull pull look, but the safety was also low with the corner kind of on the back side, right? What's up, dog? Yeah, last year. Where you go? You're gonna get one shot deep. That's it. The rest, we're gonna do some rerun game. Play, play to your strengths, man. That ball goes down. That whistle blows. You just gotta play. You can't aim it. You can't think about that. You let me go to bat one play. You might be nice at QB. One minute, one time out, need a TD. Come out on the sideline like Superman, dog. Strap up, code red. No, you gotta be all in or you're out. Hey, kill, 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 kill. You met our new quarterback. Ready to go. Those gloves gotta come off. Just re-chase, if he's up the field, you pull it and go. If he's not, give it to Copa. Let's go, Copa! Oh, bash. Here we go. Four to five. Think it's easy back there, seven. That's what you prepare for, right, though? Like, they got confidence in you. He's not here. He goes down. But you're going in there, and you're going to lead this team just like he would. So. You know, what's your impression from those two minutes of being able to watch him, you know, and cut up to practice? I agree with Drunk Vigo. He seems very charismatic as a coach. Yeah, I think the first thing, he's a likable guy. So when you can yeah. like the guy you're out there getting coached by, you're definitely more receptive yeah. uh, to harder coaching when it comes. And I think he's mastered that kind of uh, synergy between uh, guys wanting to be coached by him, but he also knowing how to, approach it. I don't think they look at him as a buddy-buddy coach. Yeah. But I do think they um, they can relax enough to 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 play better for him and, and, and to listen to what he's got to say. Uh, I would have been a little more on him about carrying out the fakes. You know, you got to make sure you carry out them fakes. 
Well, that was cold. That 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 right there. He that's the fun he asked to practice. He was talking to Luke Fickle, and he had Kobe Bryant, the defensive back, play quarterback for the last series. So they were having fun towards the end of practice. That's what, if he brings that type of fun to practice, I'm all for it, love. I'm all for it. Yeah, but you know it's Notre Dame too now. You know, yeah. I don't want to see Cam Hart taking no snaps. I don't you think know. you'll see Cam Hart yeah. taking snaps, love. Cam, hey. he can do it though. Shout out Cam. We know, we never know. He, he switched we, before. We are pleased and blessed to be able to have uh, a guy that I actually follow on Twitter, especially going back a couple of years ago when Cincinnati was getting ready to come into Notre Dame Stadium for a big time matchup. He's a big time guy in Cincinnati covering Cincinnati Bearcat football and basketball. You can follow him on Twitter right now at Mr. Keith Jenkins as well as Instagram. And also check out KeithJenkins.com because he is an incredible public speaker. Want to welcome Keith Jenkins to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Keith, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. What up, y'all? What's up, bro? What's up, my man? So we're just trying to get some background on what we call them Gino G right now. Okay. And uh, just give us a background on what Gino Gadouli meant to the program and what he meant to Desmond Ritter and his development at the quarterback position. Yeah, that's, I would say that's Gino's um, claim to fame right now is the development of, of, of Desmond, what he was able to do there. Look, Desmond got to Cincinnati. He had two offers. It was Eastern Kentucky and it was Cincinnati. And he was a great, a great athlete who happens to play quarterback. And by the time he left Cincinnati, you know, he was a great quarterback who just happened to be a great athlete. Um, you know, he, there was no way he would have been a third-round pick three, four, five years ago. Um, but a lot of that development is a credit to Gino, the work that he did. Gino is a very – personable guy. Um, he's a player's coach. And I think the, the, the best thing about Gino is he played the quarterback position at a very high level. Before Desmond Ritter got there, um, Gino was the best quarterback in the history of the program. Um, probably even the best player, honestly. Um, as far as statistics, as far as accolades and accomplishments, you know, there weren't a lot of players that have done or that did what Gino was able to do at Cincinnati before Gino I mean, there's guys like Travis Kelsey, but Travis didn't have a phenomenal career at Cincinnati. Gino was a four-year starter, owned all the record books, all the records, all that stuff. So um, it was special for Gino to be able to build something um, at Cincinnati and then to have a player like Desmond who bought in and he was really able to help him develop and grow and understand and, and dissect defenses and, and really understand the game of football from – um, not an athletic perspective, but from a quarterback perspective. It's, as you guys know, man, it, it's a hard position. There's a lot of things that goes into it, um, and it takes a lot of time to really be able to, to learn and understand um, the complexities of different offenses and defenses. So um, Gino Gadouli was a big part um, in Desmond Ritter's maturation and development and um, helped him to become the player that he was today. But, yeah, Gino was huge for that program um, and the fact that now he's going to Notre Dame where he can kind of nestle in with Marcus Freeman and Mike Mickens and the other former Bearcat, you know, and, and, and Bearcat tie guys, um, it should be a good fit there too. 
Yeah, you talk about Bearcat High, it seems like a lot of those coaches have found a way or found their way to South Bend to be on the coaching staff and connection or under Marcus Freeman. Just talk about what that culture was when they were all there together, you know, under Luke Fickle. You know, what was the core message within that program that ultimately led to that college football playoff berth? Yeah, Luke Fickle, he built a program that was people first. And I know that everyone says that. Um, you know, they want you to feel like you're more than just a jersey number. You're more than just, you know, one of the scholarships. Um, but Luke Fickle really took that to heart. Um, he built a, a program and a staff where um, he had close ties with these guys. A lot of um, blood, sweat, and tears um, with these guys. Like, he, he knew Marcus Freeman since Marcus was 15, 16 years old. Um, so they had a close bond. And, and what he wanted to do was just really build something. You know, Luke Fickle is a big family guy. His family means a lot to him. You know, Marcus Freeman the same way. And so that's how they wanted to build the program, family first. They wanted to feel truly like um, this is a family. And they took that to heart. And it, it really trickled down to the players on the field. Um, it was a true brotherhood between those guys. And, you know, it, I've been around a lot of programs in my career. I don't know if I've ever seen a more close-knit group um, between the players and the coaches. I think those guys had a great deal of respect. For Luke Fickle and those and the, and the coaches there, um, but it was like it was it was more of like sometimes that respect comes out of fear, right? But then sometimes that respect comes out of love, and it truly was the latter of like they really loved this guy. He was like a father to them, and, and Marcus was like a, a a big bro, and that's kind of the the environment that Luke Fickle and, and Gino and Marcus really cultivated. And it translated to guys wanting to stay. Like, you know, when the COVID year happened, nobody wanted out. Like, everybody knew that, you know, we got something special here. And if we got an opportunity to stick around and, you know, why not do it? Why not ride this thing out and try to really go for it? And I think what we all saw was the culmination of a playoff burst and, and a historic season by those. It wasn't a flash in a pan kind of deal. It was something that they built over a sustained period of time. If you look at Cincinnati for those three, four seasons before that playoff burst, it was a continuous climb. Um, and it just kind of culminated with everything falling together, but also just those guys really buying in and working hard. Um, and it was really something special to watch. So um, and I, and it's cool to like see now that Gino and Marcus can kind of try to find that same spark in South Bend. And it's not just those guys. I mean, it's, it's everything that they built there with the recruiting department that are, that are former Cincinnati guys. And, I mean, it, it's really something that's where they've tried to, you know, keep that momentum going and, and bring it over to South Bend. So it's just going to be interesting to see if they can really get some things going there in, uh, in Notre Dame. Well, Keith, man, we thank you for giving us some time. We just wanted about four, five to seven minutes to just check in with you and talk about Coach Gadouli and find out what makes him such, such a great hire for Notre Dame and such a special person. And you've definitely given the Notre Dame fan base insight for that on today. And we appreciate you. Once again, go follow Keith Jenkins right now, Mr. King Jenkins, on Twitter, Instagram, 
does a fabulous job covering Cincinnati Bearcat basketball and football. That was a tough loss last night by the Bearcats on the uh, hardwood, Keith. It was ugly. It was the worst <laughs> loss. Like, real talk. So, I'm a, I'm a Bearcat alum, and my, my pops is All-American there, and, and, and so I got a lot of ties with that program. But that was the worst loss of the year. And I'm like, yo, this, you can't lose that game. Right. And with Cincinnati, they got a lot at stake. But, yeah, it was, that was a tough one. So, yeah, it, it's kind of – the weather today is really dark and gloomy, and I don't think that's a coincidence because it was ugly last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you, man. Continued success, and we'll tap in with you sometime closer to the season, all right? My dog, I appreciate y'all. All right, bro. All right, see you. Thanks. That's Keith Jenkins, man. Covers the Cincinnati Bearcats football program. Just giving us an insight. Like I said, he's been covering the program since Marcus was there as a coach. Uh Coach Mickens, so he knows pretty much everyone. Chad Bolton, everyone that's s out in at the with Notre Dame right now, he has a relationship with, and uh, that was a pretty good insight to the culture that Marcus Freeman kind of transferred over from Cincinnati and what he's trying to do here at Notre Dame, which leads us and transitions us perfectly into what's going to be different, right? No Harry Heastan, no Tommy Reese. I'm going to bet that there will be less screaming on the practice field left and less cussing on the practice field with Tommy and Harry no longer at Notre Dame. Yes, it's going to be a lot more GC to say the least. But I think that, uh, you know, one thing that is pretty cool is that this transition of Notre Dame and coming to a new era it does truly mean everybody's got to go. And and that includes a guy like Easton, as important as I think he is to the season. Uh, and even as just him spending time there, you really find out uh, just what, what, what Marcus Freeman is going to be made of in the right way. And I'm excited to see where it can go from here. And, and hopefully, you know, uh, we can really turn this thing into something special. Man, what he talked about, I love it. I love it. And one of the things that I think Gerard, Jared Park is going to be able to do is immediately tap into the fact that left as a coach sometimes, and I think Keith Jenkins pointed this out, the fear, right? And how Cincinnati players had a fear and respect, but love was with it as well, yeah. right? And sometimes, I, I, I'll say this, I think Harry Heastan had that aspect from his players where they feed him his, some of his tactics might be questionable. You know, some of the words he uses, uh, okay. You can, you can get it you across. Can do without some of it. You can do without some of it, but his players loved him. Yeah. And they respected him. I don't know if I can say the same thing for Tommy Reese. Well, you know, I think, uh, I think Tommy has a different personality. And so I think if it was down in Alabama, I think he'll be more well-received. Uh, and I think a lot of that is just due to um, the type of guy he is. I think that's more in line with how Saban his personality is. And I think he's going to keep it about the X and O's. And I think Saban will appreciate that. So, for a guy like Tommy is much more suited in an environment like that than 
Mm-hmm. The opposite of Marcus Freeman, where he's visiting everybody, he's leading the charge, he's keeping it fun, loving. He's, you know, it's more family oriented. Uh, not that Alabama's not family oriented, but it's just that's a focus. And I think Tommy's more of a football only guy, and I think that works to where how it worked out. Left, well, how are they leaving you out of this whole Ohio Cincinnati invasion, bro? I mean, this is it's really getting real you, sick. It's you really need to ho- you need to holler at your boy Marcus, man. You need to you need to holler at Coach Freeman because if they're gonna do this whole Dayton Cincinnati Ohio thing, look, if you in Notre Dame's area <laughs> that I should be working up there at the OC or at, on the football team in some aspect, it should be right now. I don't know how much I don't know how much I can do. I don't know how much I can do because it's getting real crazy. I mean, he they might as well just left. They leaving you out, bro. They really leaving me out of, of winning the championship, and I'm like, man, what y'all? How you gonna leave the the fire starter? Who reps? Who him? reps? Who reps Dayton, Cincinnati better? Who for reps Notre Marcus Dame? Freeman and the team better? <laughs> Come on. The Lucky Lefty podcast at least got to get a banner over the tunnel or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we are contributing to at least a couple wins this season from keeping an eye out on recruits, keeping the retention in recruiting, keeping the eyes on the fans, not running up there with pitchforks and, and, and torches. You know, with some of these decisions going up there, we keep the people at bay. So, I mean, Marcus Freeman, what's up? What you need? <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. Notre Dame fans, based upon the video we showed and based upon what Keith Jenkins says, how do you feel now? How do you feel now? How do you feel about Jared Parker as your OC and Gino Gadouli as your quarterback coach? How are you feeling now? Now that you have more insight, now that you see the connection and the transference of player first, the love, the respect, that Marcus Freeman is trying to bring over that was successful at Cincinnati. How do you feel? And we're talking about the differences between the new offensive coaching staff and what existed. Tommy, Tommy Reese is going to Alabama. Harry, he's saying he decides to retire. You know, Harry, he's saying deciding to retire. It was connected to Tommy. And that's understandable. But Left, you pointed something out. As much as we love all of the stories and as much as I loved going to practice and being able to hear Harry from clear, clear across the field, like just, man, just laying the wood to somebody verbally, you can still be a great coach without all of that. You can still be a great coach without all of that, and that's right. Um, yeah. <sighs> It's just hard, man. I think uh, moving on is good for us. I'm still out on the play calling because I have no idea what we're going to run. But I do think that quarterback room is going to be more formidable. Mm. I think we'll have uh, a healthy room where we can develop. That's a great word, healthy. Healthy is a great word. For maybe not reasons. get 
maybe not get a first rounder, but we can get a draftable guy with enough of those resources we made in that quarterback room available. I think we will have a nice time transitioning into a franchise guy with Kenny or, or Carr in the next few years because he's going to learn the offense and get more comfortable and develop the right way with Geno G. And I think it'll be better for the long run. Short run, mm-hmm. you know, Parker's got a lot to prove, got a lot to show. And, you know, not coming from a winning program or as many winning programs as I feel like you should to just be feeling good about you stepping into position, non-nepotism. I got to see spring game or something. <laughs> oh, we definitely have to see the spring game. Definitely have to see the spring game. And because if we can give a little bit of insight, what they showed on TV and how Tommy Reese related to Drew Pine in those moments, that was Tommy Reese the majority of the time. Yeah. That that was Tommy Reese. That's his demeanor. And that can wear on young men, 17, yeah. 18, 19 years old. Just can't. And, and the environment, it's a lot of adjectives that people around the program, within the program, and that cover the program might have different ad- adjectives for it or might view it differently. But the fact remains that I don't think that's going to be the culture. And I don't think that's going to be the way that Jared Parker ultimately coaches on offense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you're right. You're so, right. <laughs> as simple as that. So, now we want to talk to you about, with all of these changes and everything that's happened over the last three days, why Notre Dame needs Marcus Freeman more than ever. But first, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, Tap in all of our great content. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. We appreciate it. Don't forget the YouTube Lucky Lefty Podcast page. Hit the notification bell. Smash that like button for us. Subscribe because you already know we spin it different. That's what we do. Left, I'm going to tell you why Marcus Freeman still has some control. Like, with everything we said, we said, yo, it's a clear message that he was the football coach and they ran the program. It's a clear message that, you know, at some point there was an incompetency within the administration. Now they put out a story that was released by Heather Dinich that they wanted to pay the buyout for Ludwig, but Ludwig said no because his job at Utah was so great. I don't care what you say. I don't care who you send information to in the national media. The damage is done, unfortunately. The damage is done as far as Notre Dame's brand on the national landscape. The damage is done as far as the POV of the administration with the vast majority of the Notre Dame fan base. It's done. And there's nothing you can do, unfortunately, and nothing you can say 
to erase the stench of the experience of the last 72 hours for Notre Dame fans. There's nothing you can do. So right now, Notre Dame administration, you are at the mercy of Marcus Freeman. Because the only thing that's going to change or erase what we just experienced is Marcus Freeman and this team going out on the field and winning. See, if they go to the college football playoff, no one's going to talk about Andy Ludwig. No, no. one's going to talk about getting the wrong contract. No. No one's going to talk about you trying to soften the blow by throwing something out the head of Dennich and her putting it out on the Paul Feinbaum show. No one's talking about that. But it doesn't matter what you do. People aren't, they're not going to forget this. People are not going to forget this. And the only thing that can change things is the football team, the coaching staff, and everybody that supports staff walking out in the fall and being successful on that football field. That's the only thing that's going to make people feel better about what has transpired. That's it. So you need Marcus Freeman more than ever right now. More than ever. He's, him and his team, they're the only ones that can make you look good right now. They're the only ones that can make people say, see, they got it right. See, they got it right. They hired the right guys. They're the only ones that can absolve you of this, this embarrassment. They need them left. They need they need Marcus Freeman and these young men more than ever. More than ever. They need them to walk out there on that field and win. That's the only thing that's really going to erase the stench. That's it. That's it. So as much as there was no support for him and his football team. You kind of need him right now. Kind of need him. Yeah. You kind of need him right now. So my advice would be kind of be low-key. And support him and let him do his thing. That, that would be my advice. Be low key, support him, and let him pull you out of this mess with a 12 and 0, 11 and 1 season and a college football playoff berth. Like, that's what you, go to the grotto every day and pray for that. Light a candle every day and pray that that's the outcome. You need them. They need them, left. They need them. They need them. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. 
No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before we get out of here left, the NCAA is in court and they're trying to fight over amateurism and still trying to save amateurism, which at this point, why? Whoa. Why? You have new president coming in and he's trying to battle NIL right now. You have Tommy Tuberville along with Cory Booker bringing legislation in the spring that's going to be radical, bring radical changes to NIL and the NIL landscape. Basically, what they're trying to do is find a nice little way to tax it. So tax it so the states can get paid and the federal government can get their piece and control things. That's basically you see through it. Yeah, you see through it. But they're in Philly right now and they're fighting over amateurism and they're taking a beating left. One of the arguments is, you know, if you allow amateurism to leave, ultimately Legislation like Title VII and Title IX will ultimately be damaged. Women will be put at a disadvantage moving forward. They will receive less than their male counterparts. And of course, the judges and the three judges laughed and struck back. Then they tried to argue that amateurism needs to exist because the players don't have an expectation of being paid. And one of the judges responded, yeah, that's because contractually they know when they sign that paper for that scholarship that they're not getting paid. So right. how can they have an expectation to get paid? So I, I, I'm reading this and I'm like, you know, NCAA, come on. I don't even know why you're fighting this battle anymore. Like, no one believes that college players are amateurs. No one believes that. Nobody believes that. No one believes in that model. You know, they even went on to argue about, you know, them being students and, you know, scholar athletes. And one of the judges said, there's no student on a campus that has a restrictive schedule like athletes. And that's something you talked about and that these freshmen pointed out. That's the hardest thing for them to transition to. The hardest transition, right? Because if I'm a student left, I'm keeping a buck. If I'm on scholarship, academic scholarship, and I'm intelligent enough, I don't have to go to class and I can still pass the test. Yeah. But let me skip a week of practices. And see if my scholarship is still there. 
That's why I laugh at people that try to say, you know, students and student athletes are the same. No, they're not. No, they're not. Like, literally, I knew people. I thought I was an intelligent dude. I, I met some, man, extremely intelligent people when I went to the University of Illinois, bro. And I knew that I rarely saw them at lecture. Yeah, rarely. Rarely. But when it came time to take the quizzes and tests, it was easy. Yeah. No one's checking attendance to make sure they keep their scholarship. It's like, it's a difference, man. Football players are given their schedules, bro. They only have a certain amount of time that they can have classes because you have weightlifting, you have practice. Like, this is part of your day, every day. Now, you have to figure out a way to educate yourself in the midst of the rest of the hours. It's not the same. It's not. And it's not. So, you know, I don't know about unionization, and I don't know about athletes being viewed as employees. But... You know, times are changing, man. And the NCAA needs to wake up. Yeah, needs to wake the up. NCAA, they need to wake up and they need to realize, look, this is not a battle that's worth fighting anymore, especially if we're trying to win the war. Right. And the biggest thing now is NIL. That's, that's the monster. Amateurism, that's been out of the window a long time. Long time. It's been out of the window. And if that's your last ditch effort to try and control all of the money that flows through college athletics, oh man, doesn't look good. Matter of fact, the players and the presidents of these institutions might be taking a knee in victory formation when it comes to amateurism. Yeah. Lucky Lefty Podcast, bro. Forgot to mention Max Bullock. GA linebacker. We wanted to tap into him a little bit as well. Um, 2014, he played for the Houston Texans as an undrafted free agent. Playing experience, as I said before, the things I've heard about him. Fantastic, fantastic teacher of the position. A very personable three-year captain in Michigan State. He was the leader of Mark D'Antoni's offense. And Mark D'Antoni started at Cincinnati and really – you know, most people can call him the godfather of that Cincinnati culture in a way. Because I think it was they went they went from Dan Tony to Kelly. Was it Dan Tony to Kelly? And then the fickle? Was that uh, yeah. The yeah, yeah. Dan Tony Kelly Fickle. Okay. And just continuing that flow and energy. Uh that's why Cincinnati was successful and it mm-hmm. seems like that's the energy that is on the Notre Dame coaching staff right now. So Max Bullock, who was at Cincinnati, and the same situation, the same position, he's now in the Notre Dame staff, and hopefully he can jump right in and start recruiting the position. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you want to see. Man. I mean, Marcus Freeman is reaching in his friend, Rolodex, pulling out all the stops. Yeah. A lot of relationships tied to Cincinnati's good for him. Yeah. Yeah, Bush Jones was there too before, I think. 
because he recruited me. Butch Jones was before Luke because Butch Jones went to Tennessee, then Luke went there. Right? Okay, that's a good call. Beef Eater NDOA, aka Toe Jam 1992. Would you rather have a hungry, disrespected Parker with something to prove at OC or an overpaid, overhyped Reese or Lugwig? Please explain the talent gap. Well, I don't Brian think. Left which. I, Reese is one thing, but why Why would Ludwig be overpaid? Why would Parker be disrespected? Yeah, and I don't think Jared Parker views himself as being disrespected either. He's like, oh, wow, this fell in my lap. You know, I've heard from several people that when he was added to the staff, that there was an expectation down the line that he would end up possibly being the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Yeah, just like everybody. At some point. And if that timeline was moved up, then so be it. But I, I, I'm not disrespecting Jared Parker. I just think people, I think Notre Dame fans are mad based upon the way the Ludwig situation, and they feel like it's a letdown. Period. That's it. I don't. I don't think Notre Dame fans have been disrespectful to Jared Parker at all. I just think they feel let down. And I don't think Ludwig was overpaid. Maybe people don't understand what a buyout is in a contract left. A buyout is not a buyout for the school is a deterrent to bigger schools and bigger programs coming and stealing their coaches easily to say, okay, if you want them bad enough, then pay this buyout for his contract. But on the flip side is protection for said coach, just in case the university decides to fire him. He gets paid. Yeah. It works both ways. Okay. Kyle Whittingham takes another job. You guys don't want to keep me on staff, or the new coach doesn't want to keep me on staff. Cool. Give me my 2.8. I'll go find I'll get out a job. Exactly. So Charlie Weiss. He was paying Charlie Weiss nine years after he was done. Absolutely. He had great protection. His dude, that was great protection, a great job by his attorney and representatives to put that buyout in there. I mean, that was a deal where we was like, look, we don't care what happens. We're going to pay you and, and send you to retirement regardless. Yeah. And so, now they can't pay 2.8 for. Yeah. So I, look at I how was, we did, Charlie. Yeah. He wasn't, I don't view Andy Ludwig as being overpaid at all. I think Utah was smart, and I think his representatives were smart because he's obviously one of the best in the business. That's probably why Tommy didn't want Gerard Parker there because remember, Tommy wanted a different tight ends coach. Left, tap into it, tap into it, left. So he must have called when he said, you bringing this Parker guy in. Mm. I'm supposed to be the guy. I want a tight end coach. I don't want Parker as my tight end coach. Mm. Plot started to think it. Mm. It made sense where I saw him sitting next to Andy Lugwig. I'm like, he may have been the fox in the hole the whole time. And Marcus Freeman was like, you don't like my dog, Parker? It's my dog, man. We're going to keep him. Tommy didn't like that. That's a good point, Left. Get deep. Good Be point. careful the dude just hanging around, though. <laughs> <laughs> Dream with Theodore Dubell. Thank you for the super chat. So who are the best 
O-line coach candidates. Let's get a five-star coach. I mean, it's a lot of smoke around Andy Heck, who's with the Kansas City Chiefs right now, former Notre Dame player, which, heck, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind at all. Of course, there are people that would love to see Chris Watt be promoted. But like I said, there's a national search going on. And, you know, we'll see what comes of it. I think names will cut down or get a true list in the coming days, in my opinion, to see who really is going to be, you know, at the top of that list of finalists or serious contenders for the position. Corey Roof says, thank you for the super chat. When hired, Reese Young with little experience, Reese now at Alabama endorsed by Saban, MF promoted from within the head coach. Maybe ND has an eye for coaching talent. I mean, do we really think Tommy is a great OC, though? Just I mean, I mean Saban endorsed. Yeah. Coach Stanford was a head coach after leaving Notre Dame. So, I mean, what? Notre Dame is just making you look better wherever you go after. Yeah. Yeah. So without Notre Dame, Tommy wouldn't be going to Alabama. Yeah. I mean, so you're welcome, Tommy. Nick Saban also endorsed Bill O'Brien and Pete Golden, and they were both terrible. So, I don't know about all of that. Eye for talent. We knew Marcus Freeman. First of all, Marcus Freeman being a great coach had nothing to do with Notre Dame. Heck, everybody in the world knew he was coming in the coaching ranks when he was at Cincinnati. So that's not Notre Dame having a great eye for talent. Heck, LSU knew it. That's why they wanted him. So Marcus Freeman was like, me watching Derrick Rose of high school saying, oh, man, he's going to be great. No kidding. No kidding. That's like watching LeBron James in high school. Oh, he's going to be great. No kidding. That's, anybody that watched Marcus Freeman coach knew he was going to be really good at what he was doing. So I don't know if I would give Notre Dame credit for that. Not Because you can't give the school credit. You have to give the coach credit. You have to give Brian Kelly credit and his connections at Cincinnati. That's not a Notre Dame thing. Uh, That's like, you know, the coaches that are being hired now. That's not a Notre Dame thing. That's a Marcus Freeman thing. That's him acknowledging the greatness of coaches and bringing them to Notre Dame. That's my opinion on it. Joe Papiti. From where I am, what I see is that Marcus Freeman is telling Notre Dame administration, especially Paulus, that I don't trust you and you obviously don't trust me, so I'm going to fill my staff with people who I trust and who trust me. If he can. If he can. You know. Also, it might just be a little bit unfair, a little bit of I'm fed up. Like, I don't even want to go through the process. Just Yeah, I mean, that's you know what I feel like at this point. Just give me Give me my boy, and like I don't even, 
I don't even want to go through having to deal with you. I just want to lock in with my team. Yeah, I remember the waste time doing all that and then to hear you talk about you heard from somebody else. Joe Papiti, man, I need to get you guys some Italian lessons. Yeah, I don't know how to speak Italian. I tried. I went on research and, and saw how guys introduced him, and it was Gino Gadu. That's what they said. So I was like, all right, that's what I'm saying. Good dude. Hard. Hopefully he has a press conference and hopefully someone poses the question, you know, and he can say it in his nice Italian accent. He's Gino G, though. I can't mess that up. <laughs> we got Gino G. Left, great show. Great show. Thank you, LL Nation. Everyone to tap in. You already know what time it is. Petticoat. 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 Junction. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. We go to the state of Virginia, Les. Um, have you ever sent someone a text message trying to send them off? Trying to send them off? Trying to send them off, yes. Have you ever sent someone a text message trying to send them off? Uh, no, I haven't. You haven't? Mm-mm. Well, this Virginia woman, she sent her ex-boyfriend a happy Valentine's and happy birthday text. Just minutes before, she arrived at his house with another assailant attempting to murder him. Left. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She stayed 12 miles away. Her name is Erin Osei, 25. And uh, her ex, her current boyfriend, Andrew Poindexter, 26, they're from Fredericksburg, Virginia, and they drove the 12 miles to Louisa, Virginia, <clears throat> to ransack her ex-boyfriend's home and to kill him. When they got there, the door was locked, and they began shooting into the bedroom window, injuring another young lady that happened to be there before authorities were called, and they got into a high-speed chase with authorities where speeds were measured at 120 miles per hour at its peak. They were apprehended, and they are looking at a maximum of 63 years in jail. Well, I don't feel bad for stupid, though. My thing is, what was the text message for? Yeah. You thought she was going <laughs> That was your alibi? That was going to be your alibi? It couldn't have been me. I had just texted him that I love him. Yeah, and I showed up at the same <laughs> time with somebody else. While I'm texting him, you pinged my phone from my house to his house. Lord <laughs> Jesus. Dude. Man, this world is crazy. This world is crazy. 
I read that story and I said, man, I thought the cheerleader eject, ejection from the game was funny. This is just ridiculous. People just getting buck wild out here, man. I don't know what it is. Man, happy Valentine's Day. Happy birthday, babe. Now, you know he looked at the text message like, nah. Who is this? Like, she bugging. Like, what? Then they see no do 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 do. Right. Oh, it's her for sure. No, really? this girl tried to trick me, man. It's funny how the criminal mind believes that it's intelligent. She thought the text messages were going to be a perfect alibi for her scheduled murder. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Scheduled murder. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Definitely premeditated, dude. Don't forget Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Lucky Lefty Podcast, also on YouTube. CFE Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. We appreciate you guys. Tap in with us tomorrow. We're going to have our guys from Rock Financial on with us tomorrow. Special guest Rock Financial joins us tomorrow for a big announcement right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. For Left, I'm Sean Davis. Have a fantastic Thursday. But most of all, you have to make sure that you spin it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.